Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Hardcore Listing with Christopher William Feelgood and Stuart Roy Tarmac. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. We're, we're recording this intro at the Whiff Inn. It's yes, good to be back, isn't it? It's good it? to be back. We haven't been here recording and it just feels nice. And I feel like we've travelled so much recently. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be back here eating down the microphone. Yeah. And um, doing what we do best. Yes, exactly. Um, so today's um, top five is with Gemma Kearney. Um, and she was ruddy bloody lovely, wasn't oh, she? It was wicked. We went to Margate. Yep, we went down to Margate. And it was bloody lovely. Yep. And we did a little tour around afterwards, looking yep. at that little plunge pool and stuff like that. And we it recorded really cool. it in a um, lovely little um, vegan cafe, wasn't yes, it? Yes, um, yes. The name of it escapes yeah, me. Yeah, we will tag them in it. Two months oh my ago. God, it was two months ago, wasn't it? Um, oh, but yeah. they were very, very obliging and they, they let us record in there. And there's probably a bit of. Background noise and stuff in this one because it was a, a cafe that other people were, were going in and, and eating and drinking. Yeah, it's a proper like Gonzo podcast, mm. wasn't it? We were mm. on the fly. It was fly, nice, fly by the seat of our pants. It all worked out nicely. Yeah. At one point, I think when we got to the cafe, we were like, "Oh no, is it going to be too loud?" Yeah, and it all just worked out perfectly. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, in there and did some uh, had very nice coffees. In Absolutely, there. and I will tell you what, what made it that much better, um, Gem's enthusiasm. Like yeah. she was just. She was great, wasn't she? Absolutely brilliant guest. Um, yeah. Really well thought out, top five. And obviously, as usual, we go left, right and centre of the subject that, that 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 Gemma sort of spoke about. We went all over the place, the conversation. And it was it was just really good fun. Yeah. Uh, you can see why Gemma's smashing it. Yeah. And uh, she's just a, a very positive, radiant person. Yeah. And she spoke with... Great knowledge about yep. and enthusiasm about the uh, her top five. Absolutely. So we, we sort of left there really pumped up. And that's yeah. so nice about these podcasts when we do this. Like you, yeah. you can sort of like, we can be doing so many and then yet you, you do one and you just, it just blows you away. Well, I will say if you, you like hearing us chat to radio DJs, then have a little look for our back catalogue because you'll find us chatting to John Kennedy, um, Huey Morgan, uh, yes, yes. Um, Daniel Rowena, P. Carter. Rowena Alice. Um, Eddie Temple Morris. Indeed. Scroobius Pip. He won a freaking Sony Award for his radio sure show, did. didn't Have he? Have we missed anyone? Did you say Dan P. Carter there before? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We've, we're, collecting, we're collecting radio hosts like... Colin Murray. Colin we don't Murray, co- literally recorded him. Colin Murray two nights ago, so we don't know off the top of our heads when this one's coming out, if Colin's one to be out by then. But yep. the beauty of 
I was just speaking there. <laughs> Can you shush? I haven't finished. The beauty of chatting to people like that is the fact mm. we can just literally put our feet up and they're seasoned pros. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they also don't interrupt people's sentences, Go on, which get on with is it. great. Well, it's too late now. Um, guys, oh, enjoy you this. Absolute child. What was you going to say? <laughs> enjoy this. I was going to say. Um, Thank you very much. much enjoy I the like podcast. <laughs> it's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Okay, uh, yeah, here we go. We are okay. re- actually recording now. Okay, where so are we? Yes. Should we say this first? Yes, well, hello, listeners. So we are at the Grain Grocers in Margate. Uh-huh. Um, to grain, not green, yeah? Grain Grocers. Grain. Yeah, love it. Clever stuff. It's, it looks amazing. It's, it's a lovely place to record a, record a podcast as opposed to a regular sort of studio yeah, or the back of your bar really nice as well. it is yeah we just had they do coffees and whole foods and natural deodorant Na- have they really yeah. this is where I first found out about what <gasps> got into it our um, guy who does all our video work has been raving about natural deodorant so I'm going to get some so you've just upsold that <laughs> um, our wonderful guest <laughs> who is Jim I'll leave you to introduce it's Jim McKenney you alright hello hey we've um I've not been before, but we've, uh, or I have, when I was probably about 13, but I've, we've come to Margate. Margate. And uh, the sun's not as bright, because we was going to do this on the beach, wasn't we? Yeah. I was well uh, up for that. Yeah. I'm a beach bum these days. Yeah. In fact, that's all I could talk about, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you guys were like, can we record and talk about, you know, some interesting things, your top five, whatever, I was like... Can we just do it on the beach and just talk <laughs> about the sea? Um, but yeah, it's not quite warm enough today. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're yeah we're lucky because we're in a really nice place anyway. And it's nice. We're, we're talking quite quiet, aren't we? Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't because there's other people sitting around <laughs> us just enjoying tea and stuff like that. So we don't really want to sort of oh, interfere in their morning, do we? That's it. I often get criticised, Gemma, because I have a thunderous voice. So this is me at one. The amount of times I'll be at work and you'll phone me and people will be like. Can you take that off speakerphone? I'm like, no, that's not on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I can echo you in that. Like, yeah, I've been told off on nearly every type of public transport ever. <laughs> and it's just like, what? I'm just, I'm just talking. And the more passionate and engaged I get about something, my voice goes up and up and up. And then people are like, can you stop shouting at me? I'm like, I'm, oh, I didn't realise I was. My mate phoned me once <coughs> from the train, yeah. unaware he was on the quiet zone. And wasn't shouting, but he was just like, oh, it's your A doing, blah, blah, blah. And like, about sort of 15 seconds into the conversation, he hung up. And I was like, <laughs> fair enough. And then he got off the train, he found me back, he went, mate, he said, I literally said good morning. And some old guy with a rolled up newspaper whacked me on the head <laughs> and went, shh. How do you deal with that? I mean, that's abuse. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of get it. <laughs> there, there's definitely like... Um, and I, I used to commute a lot in and out of London at the normal business sort of hours and uh, there are sort of unwritten rules that people tend to follow and the minute anyone is ignorant to those or accidentally doesn't realise there's just tuts and eyes rolling <laughs> and you know, I just feel sorry for them because yeah. they're like I don't normally get on this train what? oh you're not supposed to talk at 7am everyone's kind of like half dead I do get annoyed <laughs> with that though like the sheer rage that can happen during a commute yeah I do understand it is stressful often, you know, yeah. and that's regardless of the type of commute that you do. But 
people get majorly aggressive. Like, it's actually not all right to roll up a newspaper and whack you. No, Even though so. it's kind of like, it's quite satirical. Like, you know, it's a bit sort of Charlie Chaplin in some yeah. ways. It's actually not all right. No, no, <laughs> not, no. <laughs> I, I used to um, get on the DLR and it was, I mean, I don't know how it is these days, but it used to be infamously... Right, ram full. Like you know, in Tokyo, when they have the sort of like the guards, the the wardens who actually uh, their job is to push people to yeah, cram yeah, them yeah. in. Yeah. Well, DLR was a little like that. And one day, I got caught in a situation where someone behind me wanted to desperately get on, and they sort of all bundled in. There's not a lot you can do. You kind of just have to realise that's a bit of how it is. And um, but I, I was pushed onto um, another commuter. And they were going, get off me, get off me. And I was like, I'm really sorry. There's li- there's nothing I can do. They've, they've rushed and pushed me on. And uh, she proceeded to just elbow me in the <laughs> stomach repeatedly. And it wasn't hard. But it was well, quite... It was horrendous. It is crazy. I was kind of looking at her because I was kind of... Couldn't believe what was happening, but also because it wasn't hurting, I was kind of just like, chuckling at yeah. her because I was like, "There's nothing I could do," and I think she thought she was being sneaky about elbowing me. But yeah, it's the the, the craze of her commuting. I'm glad I don't have to to do that that yeah. sort of like yeah. that that thing anymore. So we've got you here to do your top five. Yeah. And top five commuting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmares. And you you switched it up, didn't you? Uh, oh yeah. So, what was you initially going to go for? Top five people who rock. Right. So, I want to. I want to know a little bit about that. Can we just do a, a little like, honourable nod towards that one? Well, I get very enthusiastic about a lot of things, <laughs> and then I get overwhelmed. Right. And I have to go and have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much. I've got to have a lay down. And I like people a lot as well. That's great. So I thought that was a good thing to do. And then I was like, I can't narrow this down to five. And it depends what kind of mood I'm in as well. Um, And by rock, you mean, I take it you're not talking Dave Grohl. You're talking about people that just... People that rock, you know, just general. And and then I was like, oh, it would be really self-indulgent if I start talking about, like, my mates. (laughs) Because I think they rock. And at the moment, I've been thinking a lot about music. My head's in a music zone. Because I'm thinking about festivals over the summer and... That's just where I'm at. So I was thinking about musicians, but if I, if you got me on another day, it might be like more like activists or yeah. it just really depends. So I couldn't I couldn't nail it, like narrow it down. Yeah. I couldn't. So you decided your top five is going to be places. Brilliant. Places to visit. I'm gonna be sort of wish you were here vibes and do a travel guide. Really nice. nice. Let's like do that. It. Let's do that. I like it. Have you? Is it? Have you had a nap? You're you right to go. Am I what? You've had a nap. You're I've right to go, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. We need to take a break, a nap break. <laughs> I'll get over it. Right. <laughs> get and coffee. we are in my local cafe. You don't yeah. understand this is really embarrassing <laughs> for me, right? I, I, I like, and when I'm in this town, I'm just like me in my pajamas <laughs> or out disco dancing or maybe doing some hot yoga. And now I'm here with a massive microphone in my face, <laughs> not being very inconspicuous, whilst loads of people I know come in and get a nice fresh juice. <laughs> So I'm feeling very confused as to my identity, <laughs> um, but very excited. So, do you, do you run a club night down here? Yeah, I haven't done it for a little while because, again, because I'm over enthusiastic, yeah. I put too much into it, and then um, I feel a bit frazzled. It's quite a lot to organise a club night. What was the venue yeah. called? It's called Olby's, and it's down on King Street in the Old Town. And you go in, and it's like a really nice bar up top, and then there's a door that opens down some stairs, and there's like a sweaty underground venue nightclub. Which, we, is, which is 
one of the best types of venues. Yeah, in and, it, and the right. night's called Gems Jams. That's so right. take of that what you will. Pretty mm. eclectic. Yeah. Because yeah. we that we nearly come down here last year because we, we're club promoters and we, we do the night with Pip at the book club. Yeah. And uh, and so it's like, I said to Pip, I said, we should go and have a look down at see what's going on in Margate. Yeah, yeah come and do and, it here. Uh, and, and then literally the ve first venue we looked at, the first fly that came up was your event. And, like, and I think it was just before Pip was coming down to to, to interview you for I think I tried to pieces. book him to DJ actually mm. and he was busy obviously that's so busy <laughs> <laughs> so, but surely you want to come to Margate and <laughs> DJ to us nutters in, in, in the underground um, yeah it's Gems Jams I'm, this year I'm going to do a takeover of the Soul Weekend oh, there's nice. a Soul Weekend that's run by the same guy that runs Olby's the venue He's amazing. He's called Eli and he's an old soul boy and like, worked in venues and music and is in a funk band and used to be the trumpeter of the Pogues and all sorts. Really? He's an amazing guy. Um, and he runs this weekend that started off with a few sound systems just out on Carnival weekend. Yeah. There's, there's kind of a, a parade here. And uh, now I think it's like nearly 10 years in and thousands of people descend upon Margate for a groove. So I'm going to take over the Piazza stage, which will be just out on the front opposite the Turner, like opposite the main sands with like a little little uh, gazebo sound system. Oh, amazing. And uh, that'll be Gems Jams in its kind of like big explosion this year in the sunshine. Oh, wicked. That sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Nice. What um what what dates is that? Is there a date for it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the first weekend in August. Okay. The third and fourth, I think. You can easily find it. Just look up Margate Soul Weekend or Margate Soul Festival, and you can get day tickets or whatever. And even just sort of come to Margate that weekend and like soak up the vibes. About. Yeah. 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 Oh, that sounds amazing. So how long have you been down in Margate then, Jim? Three years now. Um, it's been gradual because at first I couldn't move here because I had lots of work to do in London mm. was you <laughs> then based I retired in London, then? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really um, I was based I lived in East London for like 10 years surprise surprise yeah <laughs> um, and loved it I had an amazing time like my 20s was just a total whirlwind of mm. ricocheting like around you know from party to meeting and really sort of trying to ignite a career that I really care about and that happened but I felt like I got older London changed and suddenly I was blindsided by this new this new place and mm. and what that had to offer and I never expected it to happen I've been writing about Margate actually at the moment for a project and it really is like a love affair like I felt like in love with this place like accidentally and once you like the bugs bit in you that's it yeah yeah we um we had the Maccabees, we had the Maccabees on here a little while ago because I think Orlando's come down yeah. here there, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him for a while, but he was here. Yeah, definitely, much to the joy of lots of people. It's Orlando, he's so dreamy. <laughs> 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 he's like really shy, like in a coffee shop, like, drawing. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's a really interesting. Like jokes aside, it's a really interesting um, kind of cloud, really. And I, and I hate to be so evangelical because I think that induces quite an eye roll and. You know, there's lots of things that can be picked apart about a place that's often talked about and that people are really excited about. Um, and I find there's like a lot of lazy journalism about Margate. You know, a journalist will come down from London for the weekend and sort of hang out at the top spots and then write something 
quite short and mm. and whimsical and and like create phrases like Shoreditch on Sea and stuff. And I think even though that's kind of can be funny, like it's a bit detrimental to like how detailed and nuanced and like what a mesh of a place like this actually is. If somewhere's exciting, colourful, full of culture and creative people, then there's no need to mock that, is there? It's in its simplicity, it's exciting and fun. Yeah, um, and, and I, yeah, it is. And but it's so many things. Like I said it a lot in the Pit podcast as well. It's like I always find it a place of extremes, like a swinging pendulum. Like at one minute you'll be like absolutely flabbergasted by the pink sky, and then next minute you're walking massive pile of dog shit. Like mm. <laughs> yeah, like that is li quite literally yeah. like mm. not just a metaphor for for uh, this place. And it is so many things. And I think. You have to spend time here in the different parts of Margate, across Sanit, Broadstairs, Ramsgate. You have to like speak to lots of different people doing lots of different things to really understand it. But it is beautiful and it's a great place to visit. And um, yeah, I love it. I'm having a I'm having a really lovely time here. I I never know what will happen. Like, I don't know. Loads of things have changed. Like, I came here in a partnership and now I'm single. And it's just there's so many different things. Like life is life, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Um, but my God, like. I'm having an exhilarating time. I never went to uni and it feels a little bit like uh, it must have been a bit like that for people that did. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, like, oh, I hope that person likes me. <laughs> or like, oh God, like I've got a new bedroom. Like, what am I going to do with it? Um, it's cool. It's giddy and juicy. Oh, that's great. That's a, that's a good comparison. If it's like uni, if, I, if it's anything like my uni years. Um, well, I was up in Birmingham. Is that where you originally from? Was I was born Birmingham? in Birmingham, yeah, but I moved when I was two, so I didn't get the Ah, accent. so you didn't get the, yeah, and you didn't absorb, you didn't have any sort of like from experience then really well I spend a lot of time there still I've got yeah. mates there yeah. and um, I've been there for work quite a bit I have a real love like a sort of a strange like it's like a roots um, like love for it yeah. that, I can't, that I can't put my finger on so if I go out and if I get drunk in Birmingham and with people from Brum my voice starts to, to go to go and yeah. I'm like but I moved when I was two this <laughs> Like, why am I being weird? Like, you know the weirdos that go to America and then come back with an American accent? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you're freaking yeah, me yeah. out. After I sort a week. of do that to myself <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I sort of have to, like, keep myself in check. But I do love Birmingham. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a lot of love for it. Um, so for, I, I hear I had a good time anyway. So we're rattling through places and none of them are even in your top five. <laughs> Actually, so, Margate hmm. is. Well, Margate, Margate is in your five. It has to be. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is, are these in order? Is there any order to it? No cool. order. Okay. That would be unfair. Yeah. I'd, I'd be sitting here mulling for like way too long. Too it'd be long. very boring for anyone listening. You'd need a nap, wouldn't you? Yeah, I need a nap, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we, what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to have a nap after each announcement. <laughs> we can all do that. <laughs> in a very noisy yeah. world that we live in, perhaps Let's we should turn it. up our phones yeah, and yeah. just have a nap. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? Um, so shall we d have a little bit more of a chat about Margate then, since we've sort of naturally flowed. Should we start it? with Margate then? Yeah, it makes it makes sense. Um, you've you've said some already some great bits about it. Was there a point when you were like, okay, I need to move here? I like the place, but I, I've actually got to move here now. Was there a defining moment when you where the penny drops and you was like, no, this is it? I think it was a lot to do with like the rhythm of my life at the time. So I had spent nearly eight years working at the BBC on a regular radio show of some sort which obviously is incredible. I'm supremely proud of myself. I would never have expected myself to do any of the things that I've done in my life or career. Like when you're 16, a little rat bag, like living <laughs> in the suburbs and yeah. just being a mouthy 90s teenager who is a girl and has brown skin, you do not think that you have the opportunity to live 
a life of a broadcaster and yeah. travel the world or win awards. You just don't. So it's, uh, so it's been a mad time. But I had been grafting and saying yes and trying things and, and doing things, not all like successfully, <laughs> but you know, lots of stuff happened in my 20s. And um, I'd got to a point where I'd done so many different radio shows. So I started on One Extra as the breakfast show host, age 23, co-hosting with Trevor Nelson, not knowing what the hell I was doing, to be honest, like learning on the job, didn't know how to drive a radio desk, like, like had done a short course in radio, like 12 weeks, and just was the cheek, basically. I was just like, I just knew to take the mickey out of Trev, and like, yep. <laughs> like I played, I played um, Mystery Jets on my first week on one extra. Like, yeah, we went down no, like a lead balloon. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> no, sorry. So, you know, learning on the job. Yeah. Um, and, th- yeah, so that's, I did that. And then I did Afternoons on One Extra. Then I did Weekend Breakfast on Radio One. Then I did, uh, what was after that? Early Breakfast on Radio One. And that was where it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, two years in of getting up at 3 a.m. Monday to Friday. That's heavy, isn't it? And already of feeling that relentless grind. That's a th- that's a, that is a slog, that. Yeah, it was hardcore. I felt like I was going to cry, like, all the time. Maybe that's where my fascination with naps has come from. (laughs) Yeah. Because I just would go to meetings in the afternoon and just be like, I don't feel like I'm here. Yeah. You know, like, and how can I do anything else in my career or life if if I'm feeling this exhausted? Um, Even though I love doing the show, I love doing radio. Like, to communicate is my favourite thing. Music radio is a luxury for me. I, like, I love that side of my job. Um, But at the same time... Like, I was coming to Margate a lot, and I was finding out different parts of myself, like, feeling less self-conscious, like, out of a London scape. Mm-hmm. It not always being about money or status. Um, Did you have friends here? Yeah, really good mates here. My mate Amy, who lives up the road, who runs Margate Arts Club. She actually, we met, she used to be a producer on Radio 1. Okay. And she'd already told me about Margate, like, a few years previously, and was like... So, like, this type of thing called investment or, like, a mortgage was using a foreign language to me, to be honest. Yeah. Even though I had a fairly decent job, I'd never... I felt like the rampancy of this desire to have a mortgage has, mm. like, got bigger over the past five years. But, fast, like, rewind to, like, seven years ago, I was like, I don't know, I'm just, like, renting a multicoloured house in Dalston, like, yeah. living in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and then she came round once with a load of of estate agent brochures uh, and there was like properties in Margate in Cliftonville where we are she was just like all the estate agents keep calling it the Badlands but I think it's so beautiful her brother had moved in I was like well I don't know about getting house I just don't even know what that means but I'd love to visit Margate one day and then a few years later I came to see it and then literally that day I was like I want to somehow be here if there is a way and yeah just because I loved the community and also the main thing, the main thing, you can intellectualise it no end about, you know, like why people gravitate here, moving out of London, being outpriced, gentrification, etc. Mm. But for me, if, it, if I'm going to be simple, it's because of the sea. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. Oh, we're getting snapped. Oh, there's, I think there's some exchange students getting very excited <laughs> about us. Recording the is podcast. That pe- is, that where people, is that how people have coffee, is it? <laughs> Talking of coffee, I did actually ask. Them. I'm going to go and check we'll, that out. We'll give them a shout. We'll yeah. pause it in a second. When we go on to your next one, we'll have a little... You can have a nap. We'll yes, get, man, We'll get a nap. coffee all day. So you mentioned 
before we start recording that, you swim in it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swim in it regularly, especially at the moment. Um, I've been, I sort of got rid of the wetsuit a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah. That's, That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's only like a week, a week it's been semi-warm. So I yeah. had to do it. Yeah. Literally get your swimmers on and go in. Yeah. Fair play. Mm. And it was um, really magical, like a memorable swim. There's been a few that you just don't forget, even though I go regularly. And it's because the sea colour changes. Obviously, the temperature's different. Like the day that, the first day I went with that wetsuit a few, few weeks ago, um, it was really misty. And um, we'd all been out as well the night before, this night called Cockles and Muscles, which is an amazing, like, gay disco. And Such a genius name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My friend Amy, who runs Arts Club, except, like, who runs Sink the Pink as well, uh, yeah, she's, she's the master behind that. So we were all a bit hungover, and it was, it was so beautiful. It was mm. just so amazing. And we were all sitting on the wall, because I swim in a tidal pool, which is 80 years old, and it's just a giant wall in the sea. And it's huge, hundreds of metres like, by hundreds of metres. And afterwards, we were all giddy when we came out. And we were looking out, and there was something that just made me feel like I can ma imagine a whale. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just become so kiddish when you do this yeah, type yeah. of activity. And we were all staring out, and I was like, I just wouldn't even be surprised if we saw a whale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then everyone kind of sort of got it. <laughs> it was like sitting there, like <laughs> waiting for it to go. <laughs> Basically, like tripping off the cold water. Yeah. <laughs> a natural high. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no amount of looking at Instagram is going to exchange that sort of emotion and that experience that you get doing stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, we wild swimming. That 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 the feeling of that cold water and being somewhere remote or just back in nature is just it's just fantastic. We, one of our walks was about ninety minutes up a mountain to get into this little this little pool. And uh, as we did that, and it was absolutely still in a jet black pool, and oh, it was mist freezing coming cold. Was that? Didn't it? that was in mid Wales. Yeah. Like, no, it was a little bit further up. We'd started further. in the Beacons and we'd gone up. Yeah. Oh, okay. But there's, but the a, there's a place in North Wales yeah. um, called the Blue Pool. And oh, you've never seen anything like it. You go up like this mountain. And then when you get to the top, there's like a little hole in the side of it. And you go through this little oh tunnel. God. And then you come out, and it's probably about 100 foot around you. And it's probably about 100 metres across, and it's just piercing blue. And it's just the most amazing. It looks like something from a sci-fi film, and it's, oh, it's brilliant. I that sounds incredible. Mm. Please, will you send me the details it's for that? Yeah. It was actually a place in Carmarthenshire that helped me decide as well. I went on holiday, and on camping holiday, and uh, we were on a beach, and I can't remember the name of the beach, but you know that coastline is, like, really beautiful. And we were just looking again at the sea, and I, that was a mo another moment, like a definitive moment where I said shall we just try and move to the sea? Like, I don't know how. Let's just try. Yeah. So Definitely. You see it. Because you, you, that, there's that thought process, isn't yeah. there? Just once that clicks in, then you start making, like, almost subconscious plans yeah. to sort of get you, arrange yourself closer to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I haven't been here for 15 years. So oh, just, but I'm, I'm immediately getting that vibe um, from just coming along here. This looks amazing, this place that you just I've described. I've just shown Gemma Blue a picture of, uh, of it. So you can see the little hole in the cave where oh you come through. Oh, my God. And that's at the top of a mountain. It's pretty mad. Oh, my God. How long <laughs> does it take to walk up the mountain? It's not a, it's not a monster. Maybe half hour. <gasps> I'm uh, going tomorrow. Yeah, do it. See, this is what, I've become such a hippie now, though. It's <laughs> like, now I'm just going to be obsessing about that all day. I've got Calm down or you're going to need another nap. <laughs> I've got loads to do, loads of work. So I'm like, no, 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 how can I get to the blue pool? <laughs> okay, so... Shall we 
pause for a sec so you can grab, grab your coffee, coffee and then we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll go on to number, number four, four yeah? yeah? I think right. so. Let's do Let's it. Let's do that. Okay, nap number one done. <laughs> we've, we've been here for 45 minutes while Gemma curled up underneath the table. <laughs> Oh, thanks for that, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, who's napping next? I'll take the next yeah, one. That's all right, mate. One, mate. It's just, you know, I was just like so overexcited about talking about Margate. Margate. <laughs> <laughs> so, number four, Jen, what are you going to go for? All right, I'm going to go for Ethiopia. Cool. So, this is no order. Like, this is just five brilliant places. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went quite a few years ago now, maybe six years ago, to Ethiopia. Um, I was lucky enough um, to go on a trip to see uh, a women's project that had benefited from some an Oxfam initiative, which was to empower women around the world. And I'd been part of raising a lot of money through a charity jumble sale that I do every year called Rumble in the Jumble, where we get a lot of celebs donate like all their old togs basically yep. yeah. and, and sell them and everyone is am it's made yeah, it's, in there. Yeah. It's, cool. it's really fun. That's a great name as well. Mm, yeah, it's really, it's really and you know there's DJs and everyone gets drunk and tries on dresses like Kate Moss used to own and it's just absolute bedlam. It kind of goes <laughs> yeah. against all the rules of fashion but I love it. So I'm an Oxfam ambassador and um, we went to Bahadir which was our central sort of point which is an hour out of Addis Ababa which is the main city. Yep. Um, and uh, did many of you go out there? No, it was just literally like me and like one other, like it was a small team. Actually, Cherry Healy came as well. Um, uh, so yeah, a small team of us um, to meet women who have been given kind of like a very sort of basic infrastructure to empower their communities. So we were going out into villages and meeting women who were beekeepers specifically. And it's just like really basic training really in terms of mm -hmm. like learning how to do it. And then they're so amazing that it means that they can like sort of make some money in the household, which changes things up a bit as well as like be at home because you can have a, like a beehive in your garden and then you kind of automatically become part of a honey trade, which is really like, lucrative, entrepreneurial, mm -hmm. um, and Oxfam just helped provide the systems to be in place for that to happen. And then it's kind of like, it just thrives on its own. And it's, it was amazing, like meeting female beekeepers in rural Ethiopia. Amazing. Did you uh, try any beekeeping yourself while you was there? Did I try any of the honey? Did you? Uh, not the beekeeping. No, I was terrified of that. They were, so, they were way too badass for me, these women. They were just yeah. like, put, like breastfeeding and like putting their hands in like a hive and just like sorting out the honey. Like just totally. Because they get stung sometimes, like yeah, quite regularly. I think you kind of. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say the wrong thing technically, no, no. but I think. Um, I think if you're used to Thanks. it, you get immune or like right. the, the bees don't You're like going to build a tolerance to it, aren't you? That's, yeah. That's, yeah. It's going to happen like that, I'm sure. I don't know. I was a bit, obviously, I wasn't sticking my hand in the beehive. Yeah, no, that's no, something you don't want to find out about, really. <laughs> I'd be, but I'd I was be watching with you in awe. I was watching in awe and the honey was incredible. You, you tried it, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And just being there as well, I, it was really interesting because I think Ethiopia specifically, especially if you're from the UK, has, there's like, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s there's like this whole kind of rhetoric that it's a country that's like supremely poor and arid and you get like all of these images in your mind that we saw on the telly a lot when we were little yeah. and 
I just saw like something completely different, which was so beautiful. It was like really green and luscious. Really? And yeah. The vegetation was just really like mystic and like, you know, sweeping willow trees in the middle of nowhere on terrain that our car couldn't even get up as far as so you have to walk for two hours in the countryside. And yeah, like hummingbirds like flying off them. And really? Yeah. It really shows the power of the media and, and how our over-reliance on media sources. Yeah. Now, especially in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have so much to choose from a pick exactly. and choose. So propaganda's certainly a lot stronger. Does, certainly did not presume it would be green. Yeah, and I think it depends on where you go. Yeah, so it's where I was. And it was just so, so, so beautiful. And I'm, I've been to lots of different <coughs> African countries in the past 10 years. And um, this one just stays in my mind as being just so beautiful and also it's one of the only African countries that has never been fully colonised like the mm -hmm. Italians did yeah. try to take over at some point but in comparison to many countries it's got so much of its own identity mm -hmm. that feels like a really old place yeah. mm -hmm. you know like traditionally and kind of just in terms of spiritually um, it does ha have this essence it's like you can imagine that's where people began you know yeah. like regardless of like what you believe in or whatever yeah. mm -hmm. there's just something in the air that mm. it's just such an an old country you know do you get that off the vibe of the it's it's the material how it looks and um the architecture and, and the buildings or is that also culturally within the people themselves within and people, so definitely. yeah like are they quite endearing what's it what what are Ethiopian everyone was people? just amazing and really warm and I don't know, it's, it's really hard to describe because it's not like everyone's one type of thing mm. or even like people don't just have a particular look. Like, sure. again, like culturally and heritage-wise, there's such a mix. So mm -hmm. like people's skin are different tones, etc. Like, it's really, really beautiful and, um, and welcoming and interesting. And um, we went out one evening and we were in this little, like, amazing local bar and we were watching live music and each track went on for like seven minutes and had um, a full kind of play attached to it in terms of dance performance. So it would be wow. like a shepherd who's like sheep were out of control and then like, <laughs> they'd like, they would like perform an entire dance routine. And there was a particular dance move that we were um, like fascinated with because it was like these girls with big hair like stomping and shaking like their, like their hair back and forth. Mm. And we were saying when we were there, we were like, Oh my God, that's exactly like um, Beyonce in the Run the World video. Say that. And um, then we found out that Beyonce had been there just a few years really? previously and like seen loads of local she, traditional. She hired um, someone, didn't she, for the Run the World tour? Who was I don't I don't know I can't remember her name now. But I, what, there was a video, wasn't there? Beyonce did about yeah. how she put that together. Right. And, and the dancing was was from someone who had a huge background in, in, in um, from Africa. I, can't, I honestly can't remember her name because right, I watched right. that years oh, and years ago. That. It's worth a watch. Yeah. It really is. It's pretty. It's a, it's it's a good watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it was yeah. funny because it was just like the sort of raw and real version of what you see souped up in a, yeah. in a very impressive Beyonce video. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah of just Like you could see that actually this particular move has probably been around for. Hundreds, if not yeah, thousands yeah, yeah, of yeah, years. So, so, yeah, that's been around thousands of years. Yeah, and the girls are sort like, of imitating it in clubs Beyonce now. Like and where, wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, in many ways, yes, but in some ways, not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what, so, you, it was there, you was out there, and it was empowering women to basically take control yeah. of their own destiny in the future. To sort of balance out 
particularly financial and business power, sure. even in very rural places, I yeah. think if you empower women mm -hmm. to sort of be in charge of a household potentially or to be in charge of the finances mm -hmm. or to have the opportunity to look after the house as sure. many would traditionally, but at the same time um, you know, have, have an element to them that is a, a work or a career and you know, there were unions and you know, this kind of structure around this and becoming part of a trade, which gives you motivation to want to do better or to learn more. Yeah. And um, we were just finding that it was making like a lot of people very happy, like happier than ever before. So not only did it mean that you connected with other women in your village that you might not usually, because mm. you, you're all starting this business together, yeah. but households were happier as well. Sure. Because statistically, uh, and then this is global, if if men are the only provider in terms of money in a house, mm. they like often sort of spend it on rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can vouch for that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think that it gives. It you gives did buy an alpaca yesterday. Didn't I, you? I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was for my own. Uh, that was for a business enterprise. <laughs> um, I think that if if you if you can do that and it can raise people's aspirations to what they want to do and achieve and yeah. uh, and and give them f further goals than just sort of like what might have been never foreseen before that's got to be exciting hasn't it i think it? it's just like basic inf inf like just a, a basic structure of something that is is going to empower and embetter you know like mm. i think we have to be really careful how we talk about like aid and um charity and mm -hmm. other cultures and it's not from a place of like better or worse. I think it's about working together. And it's something that I've thought about a lot, particularly in recent times, being an Oxfam ambassador for like quite a few years. You know, like you have to really like dig deep and, and think about what it all actually means. But when I spoke to the women there, which I did a lot, and they were like, please pass on our story, tell people what, what's, what, how our, our villages have become more enhanced from us being given these skills because it's been amazing for us. And then, you know, I pledged to them that I would continue to spread that word. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up in this podcast is because I actually just as a country just thought it was so, like, you know, from just a really base level, thought it was absolutely stunning. I don't understand why people are doing it on holiday that like to Ethiopia, it's yeah. beautiful, go, your mind will be blown, you know, regardless of the, like the kind of intricacies of the reason why I went, just go, you know, yeah. like yeah. get out there, be adventurous, like with your travel. Have you been back? Will you go back? I need to. I want yeah. to. I really, really want to. So, yeah, if anyone wants to come on holiday with me there, let's go. <laughs> Shout Shall out. Shall we go? Tweet, I bet some tweet Gemma. I bet some good wild swimming. Did you? I bet there were. Oh, right. I, I was going to say, I bet yeah. there is. I'll yeah, bet. I bet. I'd, I'd want to definitely check um, the, 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 the natural... Like yeah, I was going to say, the natural <laughs> yeah. wildlife I'd be very particular <laughs> about. I've got a fa fascination with that, and, yeah, I don't want to be eaten but yeah well, I reckon <laughs> I, I reckon so I reckon we'll be, be all right. pretty cool yeah <laughs> okay. sure you can go in first mate alright so. yeah um, number three then Jim um. millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, sorry, I'm not eating my energy ball. But what's in your energy ball? Looks quite interesting. Lots of good stuff, I think. Yeah. Gonna make me buzz. It's called a buzz ball. Yeah, <laughs> that's to that's to survive the next nap shift, which you're, <laughs> which you're on. I might you, be nice. I might see it through. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go for Edinburgh. Oh. Which makes me feel a little bit like twee because if I was actually cool, I would say Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Edinburgh last week. Were you? Mm. And I've, I mean, I love Scotland in general. I'm actually half Scottish. Like, oh really? Yeah. So, Kearney is a Scottish name. Yeah, right. Of course it is. So, my grandparents were Glaswegian. Um, um, Yeah, so I, again, have that affinity thing, that kind of strange, like, warrior roots thing. Mm -hmm. But it's beautiful. I love Scottish people. I think that they're really open-minded in comparison to how stiff we can be in England sometimes. I do um, not know what you're talking about. You know Going I back mean. to the commuting, it's, you yeah, you get I that. Mean. Totally, yeah, um, totally. And um, I've spent a lot of time in Edinburgh, like, going to the festival over the yeah, years. So sure. I was an annoying, pesky drama kid once yeah. upon a time. So I went up there absolutely enthralled by the energy of the Fringe Festival. And then over the years, like, have been up there for other reasons and... I last year went up for the festival. Well, say the festival. Another thing that I learned quite sort of naively at the time that there's like seven festivals that go on during the month of August. Mm. Everyone goes on about the fringe, but then there's also the book festival, the art festival, the literature festival, the international festival. Mm. It's a bit like, what? <laughs> Insane. Busy place. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I'm just like a spinning top when I go. And, uh, and that energy lifts me. Like, I'm really. I'm like a sponge of a person. Like I soak things up in terms of like my the, what's around my environment, and and I, I I find it like absolutely awe-inspiring to be in this place, which kind of never sleeps. And I love the fact that it's just like in this old Gothic. It's the the, the, city. It's the color of the stone of all the yeah, buildings as well. Yeah. It's dark, and so the minute like the sun goes down, it looks so Gothic and like it's it's, it's beautiful. How far up have you gone in Scotland? Um. Oh, that's a good point. I went on a Scottish book tour at the end of last year and we went quite far. And we went over to the other side, so we went to Ayrshire. Okay. And we went to Wigton, which is Scotland's national book town. Okay. And it's got more vintage book, like second-hand bookshops than any other type of thing. 
and it's tiny and, and really hard to get to and it's so cool. That sounds bananas. You should go mm. to Wigtown and they do a really lovely festival in September as well, which I'd recommend. Um, but yeah, I love it. It's so beautiful, isn't it? It's got uh, literally, we done the um, West Coast last year. Yeah. I went to Fort William, went out um, to Malague and, uh, and, and done the Harry Potter train over the viaduct thing and like with the kids and but this year we just done a, a road trip and we from we went up from the lakes we went up and done where did we go Inverness and done a lot less stuff and then went up to John O'Groats and then put the car on a boat and went to Orkney and that's some crazy shit over there yeah like uh, have you been to Orkney no there's, there's some serious history there like yeah. all the standing stones older than Stonehenge went to this beach right at the that's very crazy. top and you have to drive through the sea to get on there. You have to island hop three times. And they've built these roads up in the middle of the sea. And you just wow. literally drive across the water either side of you. It's just an amazing... See, this is why I've got to learn to drive. It's, it's pretty special. To have the wanderlust that I do and not know how to drive is actually just like self-harm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a late starter. I didn't start until 27, I don't think. Okay. And as soon as... Once you do it, like I'm sure many of your friends say, Gemma, it's... Uh, you're like, why was I not driving before this? Because yeah. you can just go on these adventures up and down and hit the coastal places that you that you like. I think it's like if you're from the age of like 18, 19 in London, there's not that yearning to drive, is there? Slight it's like, yeah. it's, you, it's you know, exactly it's almost a hindrance having a car, isn't yeah. it? You know? And I'm a scaredy cat as well. Even though <laughs> I don't sound like it when I jump in cold water. But like, I remember I was being taken on country roads. I started learning in my 20s for a bit in London. And we were going out towards Essex, actually, and uh, it was fine. I was like driving like around Epping Forest, being mm. like, "This is amazing! I'm driving lol." And then one day, my instructor was like, "You probably need to get a grip on like, more of a London road," and took me to Wood Green, and I never, <laughs> never did another lesson. That's an intense no, yeah, place yeah, to yeah. learn. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. London's yeah. A, that's not the easiest it place to learn to drive, hell. is it? But I picked yeah. it back up again recently, and I've just booked an intensive course in June. Yeah. Because living around here, there's yeah. so much to discover as well. There's the woods and yeah. seal trips and surf schools and all that. Yeah. So I need to be able much to Much easier to get to it. via car. And then I'm going to drive to Scotland. There you go. <laughs> go on a proper road trip. Yes. <laughs> but I, I do love, I love Edinburgh. Um, and last year, we went and stayed on the beach in Portobello. Right. It's like 15 minutes out of the city. In, and we were up there for the festivals in August and we swam in the sea and it had that kind of kitsch, kind of lovely British seaside town thing, yeah. but in its own flavour. And I was like, this is how I want to do the festival when I next yeah. come up because it's only down the road, but yeah. you can still get that cold water blast and there's some really nice places to eat yeah. on the front. And um, I was like, yes, I found my spiritual home. <laughs> but I, I, I love Scotland in general and I think... People should always go there, and I definitely recommend it. And it's important to me. You, you're Absolutely. saying like when you Edinburgh is a quite a lively place, and and you, you're kind of a sponge for the sort of people in the atmosphere. Do you take that into sort of like your work, your work, and the energy into your work and your outlook to, towards life? Is That's that why something? I got so knackered. Like when yeah. I was t I turned thirty, I was like, God, I've taken, I've <laughs> soaked in a lot of energy and a lot of fun. <laughs> like, what, what's next? Maybe I need to try doing some actual yoga <laughs> rather than being like, I'm live on BBC Two in Shangri-La <laughs> on Glastonbury in a puffer jacket with clouds on it, <laughs> uh, and then like taking in the Telegraph, pulling me a rambling gerbil. It's like, you know what? I was actually working. <laughs> 
um, yeah. Rambling gerbil. That's, that's, right. that's brilliant. <laughs> Have you Got had to be, be thick-skinned? <laughs> Have you become thick-skinned through anything like that? Absolutely. Do you not, don't give yeah, a monkeys yeah, about yeah. it like, now. So I'm 33 now, so yeah. I've been 10 years working in like a public sense. And, um, yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know what? I find most of life quite funny. Yes, there's some terrible things happening in the world, which, if anything, gives you perspective. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I haven't had the most idyllic background, like... I've definitely dealt with pain, trouble, strife, mm. all that shit. Um, oh God, like, oh, you know, there are days where that are bleak, whatever. But, you know, in terms of, like, my general heart and soul, like, someone not agreeing with something that I've said or someone calling me ugly or being kind of flippant and base and just inflicting their fear on me. I don't, I, I don't care. So, well, well, I just like, back. I just, I'm just trying out here, you know, like mm. I work really hard. Mm. I try and do things that move me. I feel compelled to do. It's not always easy. I have a mortgage to pay. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, I'm still learning and growing like everybody else, but I feel like I've got to a point where I do love my work. I do do things that I'm proud of. And, um, yeah, the, and and I find I find a lot of things very funny. Like I really do. Like I find like people's kind of obsession with tearing other people down like quite pathetic. And yeah. I find like this idea that we have to be like like put in a specific space or understood or defined. Like it's exhausting. Definitely. And, and I and I just can't be one of those people. Yeah. So just have a laugh, go and have a dance and jump in the sea. And that is my general mantra. I like that mantra. Can't knock that, can <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> I mean, I do try, I am serious too. There's like yeah. a really serious side yeah. to what I put out there. But in terms of like, really, really like, do I care like about being conventionally beautiful or making loads of money mm. or getting over 150 likes on Instagram. No. I promise you the answer is no. No. And it's it that they're all western a lot of them are western new pressures that we didn't yeah. have a thousand years ago yeah. and I think we've forgotten that. Our body's not ready to adapt to that. Yeah. And remaining grateful and in the moment and young at heart is a much happier way to be. And, and I think it takes a while sometimes to to figure that out. I, I know that when I was a kid growing up I know that the sort of things that more my mum wanted me to sort of the education my mum sort of wanted me to have and I kind of followed that for a while but at some point you're kind of like no this isn't healthy this isn't what I want I think you know we have to try and um, kind of understand like generationally like things are different and like we get told what's right and what's wrong Mm. which is ever evolving like continuously so I feel like we're all like navigating like modern times together yeah Mm. And that has to be done quite gently, yeah. and like you know, and I, I, so that it doesn't get wrapped up in just like an exasperation and 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 I'm, um, yeah, it's it's a weird one, but like I've done a lot of like thinking about what it is that I want from my life, and I'm definitely like not in the no one's ever in like the clear, you know, like, and then I just saw the light and it was all fine, like yeah. different days, different vibes, yeah, yeah. but in terms of generally, like especially writing a book, so I wrote a book like two years ago about a lot of this stuff, it did change my life in the sense of like I was just like I just 
these things that I keep being told that I'm supposed to be caring about, mm. even like some, you know, amongst my industry or some of my peers, and yeah. you realise that unless you are adhering to certain stuff, like if I look a certain way, then I might get more mainstream work, or if I go to that party, it'll be good to schmooze for yeah. that reason, or I just. It's like, how does it actually make me feel inside? Definitely, because yeah. there's a little voice sometimes in you that you don't really hear that well. Yeah. But it's the voice inside you going, this is all bollocks. Yeah. And actually following all this other stuff, you, you just it's just going to destroy you. Yeah. It, can, it can ebb away at you. And, and also, it makes me quite toxic because I just mm. like, to be honest, I just go I go out and party too much to sort of forget about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I'm yeah. completely, completely honest, yeah, yeah. which is you can easily hide in. And just be Definitely. like, it's fine, everything's fine. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you just need to check in, you know, and be yeah. like... Yeah, be still, go and, go and uh, do a bit of wild swimming in the sea. Well, I've, yeah. I've never done that. I've never done... There's a place near us, actually, Stu. I think yeah, on the sea there's a trap yeah. pool. Yeah. I've got to go and do that. Actually. Like, yeah, I was no, chalk pool. There's a pool. There's a tidal pool. Yeah. Yeah. Near us. Oh. So, yeah, okay. You've got we've, to do we're, it. We're, we're, I'll let mention you when I find I, I myself in there. there. I went down there about a month ago, but I didn't go in, but my dog did. My dog had it. He loved it. He was straight oh, in. you got to get in. you got to get in. You've yeah. got to send me a picture when you get in. All right. Um, we could have pool wars. Yeah, pool wars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that a pool off? Who's here? I like that. That's going to that's gonna, um, continue, continue my verses with Scotty. Do you know Scotty? <laughs> He's a performance artist. Oh, Scotty. Activist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pool wars. Really? Pool yeah. balling. I did not know that. Yeah. And we always like have Margate versus South End chat. <laughs> <laughs> have you been down now? No, I need to go. Like, Safin's changed a lot over the years. Yeah, it's changed an awful lot. Mm. It's like, it's, it's pretty rough, Safin. There's still, still bits. Leon C's but it has quite bohemian. Isn't yeah, it? Le- Leon C's really... Near each other. Yeah, next to each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 just continue down uh, the coast a little. Yeah. But I yeah. think the guy that, that runs, like, the Sugar Hut and stuff like that in Brentwood, he started to buy a property, Dan Lee, so it's kind of becoming... Uh-oh. A bit Essex, isn't uh, it? Off the record, but yeah, sure. like, I can say that we, me and Scotty, have South End versus Mark. Yeah, Chats, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like versus all the time. Yeah, but I'll yeah, he loves it. And it, but it's quite funny, and also I just think really, what's just really special is to just live live where you love, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And be passionate about that. But the fact that there's two tidal pools, and you know what, there used to be a boat that went from Margate to South End. I know. Yep. I didn't know that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that um, I think Pip's sometimes taking his mum on some kind. Of, oh, not That's not right. Margate from South. It's not Margate. He South takes end. his mum on a boat, doesn't he? He does. From yeah. Kilbury to Gravesend. Yeah, yeah. I went on the paddle steamboat from Gravesend into London and back again. Oh, nice. It, it only runs like three times a year. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, Victorian. Oh my God. Had a bar. Like, oh really? Yeah. And like a restaurant and everyone was sitting outside. It was absolutely wicked. Because me and me and Pip really wanted to do like a. A boat party, but yeah. it's like you just you can't get it from Southend, Tilbury, or anywhere near where we are mm. down to London and back. It's like you have to. But they pick you up like on a coach. I'm sure that they they do it from Southend too. You get picked up on a coach hmm. and then they take you to like the nearest port basically, yeah. and yeah. then you get on it. And it takes hours, like yeah. all day, and it's so fun. And I looked into the history of it, and they used to be like music boats. So wow. you used to be able to pay off in instalments. If you're coming from town for a day in Margate, and there'd be like live live jazz music all afternoon on your way down, I come to so. stop off at the amusements, like choose your sweetheart to smooch on the way home, yeah. and then get back what, on the boat. What a beano! What a day out that would be. That's fantastic. Shall right. we move on? Let's do it. Number two. What are you all going right. for, Jim? Um, so what have I done? 
Uh, Edinburgh. We've done Edinburgh. Margate. Margate and Ethiopia. Ethiopia. All right. Where else did I say? I've got it on my phone. If you want me to give you a little yeah, refresher. Oh, if I can open my own phone. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Budapest. Okay. Who be? No. I am gutted I haven't been to Budapest. Why? Because I dated a girl who was from there. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, you really need to come out and, and check it out. And you it, should have. That yeah, would have been romantic. Yeah. Romantic I, yeah. But it was, it was uh, more, of a, more of a whimsical romance. I think we were together like two months. So it was kind of like not Aww. long enough for us to, to get to that point. This is knowing my but heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if it was as beautiful as she was, yeah, I imagine it was pretty. It was a pretty spectacular mm. place. So as a as a um, as a travel agent, how are you going to yeah. sell this to us? Okay. So and what, what 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 drew you to go there initially? Actually, I've got a friend called Juliet Kinsman who's worth following on Instagram because she is a bona fide travel expert. She's a travel writer. She's one of the founders of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is a really great hotel recommendation mm -hmm. and booking agent online, but it's quite swanky. And um, I met with her and I said, I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but don't necessarily have the cash <laughs> to pop to St. Lucia and yeah. like, stay on a mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... You know, like recommend me somewhere that's easy to get to that is like super brilliant. Mm -hmm. And she told me about Brody House, which is one of her favourite hotels um, in the world and especially Europe. And um, um, she sent me to review Brody House in Budapest, and I had the most amazing time. I didn't know what to expect. Like I thought it was going to be cold. It was boiling hot. It was like early <laughs> spring, and I just had this ridiculous idea that it, like would need jumpers. And there's loads of like old baths, so there's a huge kind of old kind of Romanesque spa <clears throat> community, which is just like a bit dilapidated, but you just sort of sweat in lots of hot rooms mm. or outside or in yeah. giant warm whirlpools. And then on the side, you can get a beer and a sausage stew, if you fancy. <laughs> Sounds all right. Sounds it? okay, yeah. yeah. I remember my boyfriend at the time at one point, just his head in his hands, sweating. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, I'm in a sausage hole. <laughs> <laughs> Got the meat sweats. <laughs> just had too many sausages. Brilliant. <laughs> Because it's like really strange if you're only sort of being served quite heavy stew-like food, yeah. even though it's really hot and you're going in hot rooms. Yeah. <laughs> like a goulash. You are yeah. asking for it, aren't you? That's intense, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. I think I'd rather just have like a mini milk or something like that. <laughs> Do you ever think the people serving it, like they, they see people, they're like, they're going to suffer. They've, they've, they've got too much... Too much casserole. I get the goulash out. We're going to mess with them. I don't know if it's because yes. it was the turn of the season. I mean, I know like some of it was quite typical to the country, but like, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, but it's a beautiful city. It's like mm. there's lots of like historic places of interest. Really easy to walk around. I just, I really like it. And Brody House is an amazing place to stay. Kind of. I don't. I mean, I'm. Like, it's kind of like a more DIY, much more accessible members club that you might find in London. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, mm -hmm. a place where interesting people hang out, but anyone can kind of go. Yeah. But because there's a couple of sites across Budapest, so there's a bar, which is amazing. 
in this really beautiful old building. And then there's a place which has got like loads of tiny apartments, some self-catering, um, and they've all got different style rooms. And it's you can stay from like 90 euros a night, like in a bunk room, to like something a bit more swanky with a big mm. opulent freestanding bath. And I just really love it. And I def and I just feel like people just don't necessarily have Budapest on their radar that much. It's not it's not extortionate out there, is it? No. It's very cheap. Because I think like wages out there are really tiny compared to obviously what we earn over here. And I think yeah, the cost of living out there is pretty pretty cheap. Mm. So yeah, people probably don't know that they can go out there yeah. and, and their money can go quite a long way instead yeah. of maybe just you know doing the the usual sort of uh, standard English holidays. It's easy to get to as well. Yeah. It's uh, there's so many places in in Europe that like I just desperately want to go and have a look at and and. Budapest and Bucharest as well um, are, are both like my, my colleague at work literally went to Budapest last week and he come back and he said he only had like sort of, I think he had like two nights there or something just flew out there and him and his missus and just said it was beautiful it was an absolutely amazing place it's just never been on my kind of agenda of places to go mm. to you know you always just think all oh, right I need to do Berlin or, you know I need to go to Paris and tick these boxes mm. and it's like don't ignore the other stuff. No, I mean, yeah, shout out to Berlin. That, that, that's a fun place. That would place. have been in my fire. Yeah, yeah. I, you know you're talking <coughs> about having a loud voice? Yes. Last time I went to Berlin, I got told <laughs> every every day by someone, by someone new. keep it down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, you won't be making my top five then, Berlin. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I actually thought the first time it happened, I thought the guy was joking. I was like, ha because I was in a bar. Nice one. And I was like, I've only had one beer. Like, give me a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to give me about 45 minutes like, and no, no, check no, no. back. Like, if you could just move away from the door, it's a residential area. Seriously? No. <laughs> Straight up. I was so angry. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's a bit, that's over-egging the pudding, isn't it, really? We've been, we've been told to keep it down no, somewhat, haven't we? we've been told to keep it down. <laughs> we've. But Mainly. it makes it sound like I was running a riot. I really wasn't. I was chatting to two people. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh wow! Berlin had it in for though, you. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like it um, is. the, like um, the, the clubs out there. You can be like uh, some of them all dressing black, and they'll just walk along and say you, 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 and the rest of you, you're not. Yeah. This, that's it. I, that side of it, I'm kind of like I, I don't need. I don't need that. I like I like the more welcoming side to Berlin and the the, the smaller sort of bars and cafes yeah, that's and, what I've done and pubs like. and the, the the art scene's pretty strong out there as well, which I like. The so street art and it was brilliant. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's that's the part side. And like there's Berlin. Some, there's some, also some history to be uh, had there yeah, as well. Yeah. There was some amazing stuff there. Like yeah, I would actually of. like to do that a bit more thoroughly. That I've only ever been a few times, and I think it is interesting. Yeah. But I would like to do a bit more of a historical yeah. kind of research tour yeah. and, and soak some of that up but it's quite hard though isn't it it is we, we, we went out there as part of a stag do mm. and, uh, <laughs> and as soon as I got <laughs> there not really putting the two, two like together literally it didn't oh, this work is brilliant. Way because history the, trip or stag do <laughs> there was like about 18 of us and as soon as we got there about 15 of us were like oh my god there's an Irish bar let's just plot up and I was like Serious? No. We could have done this in Basildon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Berlin. I was like, yeah. right, see that voice, and like literally three of us just went and just got stuck in straight to Checkpoint Charlie and, yeah. and done done the you know right. the wall and just done the whole right. 
Berlin historical yeah. landmarks, and it was mm. amazing. Like two days later, they were still in an Irish <laughs> that pub. That is the most depressing <laughs> thing to <laughs> think. Like literally, of. the journey back, it was just like, mate, they like they literally done an all day breakfast, and it was like oh, amazing. <laughs> like, oh. What a great trip. They're those sort of stag dudes where you kind of like you reluctantly like if it's one of your close friends and you like. Okay, we're going, and like you, you're trying to help influence where we go and that, yeah. but you're like, no, I know what's going to happen here, yeah. and you're sort of like, your loyalties with them and going with them anyway. No, the stag like, was mm. with us. No, but I mean, like, you can be <laughs> dragged on stag dudes. The stag yeah. was like literally with really? me and my mate. Yeah, that there was 15 amazing. of them, literally in a kind of some Witherspoons type Irish bar. I can't understand why they days. why they would they're there for that stag. What not? part of all day breakfast did you not understand? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you know what stag do's? I mean, I've decided I'm vetoing hendies anyway. Like I've yeah. done a few years of them now, and I, I find myself very emotionally vulnerable at them. I don't really <laughs> like they make me feel very awkward and terrified. Um, so I'm not going to do them anymore. But the idea of stag do's, tenfold. Like, I like. I feel like do men actually enjoy them? Some of them are brilliant. Like my be- my the where I was best man. What we did was we went and rented a cottage in Wales, and we just did loads of cool activities yeah. during the day like caving yeah, uh, water cool. water um, oh my, white water rafting yeah. and then we went back and had a party just at the cottage and it was like that was a, that was really cool because it wasn't just a, a booze up and a lot of my friends there were probably like we're tired of the, the sort of stag do's that you end up getting dragged on but a lot of them yeah you've you got to pick the right one or else you can just be dragged around places that you just don't want to go yeah. it's weird. at 44 I don't want to be in the in-betweeners anymore do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but just that kind of like that vibe that tradition where there has to be like this kind of slur of like yeah. Yeah. do you know what and like ledge, ledge, excess, ledge. I mean yeah. when we got to York on our trip back from Scotland when we arrived at the, the hotel in York there was like 20 geezers sitting outside all had the same football shirt on oh no something written on their back of each one something like party boy and things like that they all had their own like, and I just thought cringe tragic like, I, I mean I'm, I'm judging but I was once upon a time in Cavos with a vest on and on the back said kinky G so <laughs> we went to Cavos <laughs> and that was one of my that, yeah I don't have a big great write up so on Cavos you have to learn from the error of your ways <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah 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 <laughs> But one of the other guests we had on, when you talk about Hindus, one of our other guests, um, he runs restaurants and whatnot, and he is like top five most troublesome customers. And he, he he said like some of the Hindus that he has come in, and he's like, there's always one who's not the hen, it's just one of the hen's friends who is just there to bust their balls. Like, <laughs> it, like nothing's good enough. Yeah. yeah. And he, and the hen doesn't care. The hen's like, no, I'm having a great yeah. time. And uh, yeah, so I imagine it can be quite... I just, I've said, intimidating. I mean, um, there's no, I'm, I'm not getting married anytime soon, but I've said to my mates, I was like, I don't want one. They're like, yeah, you do. I was like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I like, they've I go got, out, they've already like, bought like, the penis shaped straws. things all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. This or- the organised fun element. Yeah. But it's that, like, New Year's Eve vibe thing. And, like, yeah. and Pip refuses to go out on New Year's Eve, doesn't he? Yeah. And we've had countless offers to do the club night yeah, on yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve, yeah. and it's like, won't do it. And it's like, so I just don't understand that thing where we're going to. Most young people go out each weekend and party and club and stuff. And yeah. why is it going to be different on New Year's Eve? How is it going to be that much better? And the same for Stag do. Like, why is it going to be that much better? Because you're going to be drinking at Gatwick at 8 a.m. and then. <laughs> I feel like you know, it's going to be a lot worse. And, and, like, and so you just think, come 10 o'clock. I went to um, the brother of the Stag on Bernie. We went to Brighton for a Stag week. Yeah. I got there at 6 o'clock with my mate. 
by the time I got there, literally four of them had gone to bed, and the other three were getting refused from everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so, me and my mate just went out in Brighton because no one even made it, and it's just... How much fun can you I have? Think, I think when you know you're going to a stag do, I know that there's certain ones when I'm absolutely terrified. I'm yeah. like, I know where this is going. I've seen, it's like I've seen boys I know go through that pain where I can see that they're just like, I just don't want to be forced to do all this stuff. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. I mean, yeah. you do it to yourselves, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. we do. Yeah. All right, well, should we go for the number one? Sure. Yeah, do you, you, do you know it? Do you remember? Yeah, yep, yeah cool. well, yes. Okay, so again, mm. I'm kind of not sticking to the rules. I've mentioned yep. cities, you know, yep. specifically, mm. or towns so far. I'm just going to broaden it out to a whole area now. Sure. Which sure is five, Central Jim. America. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, Costa Rica or Nicaragua. Costa Rica or Nicaragua, which I am very humbly lucky enough to have been to both. And I couldn't decide. And I've just, I've developed over the past few years a general fascination with that whole area, yep. even though I haven't travelled loads of it. Yep. Like, I want to. Yep. So again, throwing it out there for any holiday buds. Yep. Anyone wants to Tweet in. drive <laughs> through Central America with me, I am down. Yeah. Stopping off a little bit in the Caribbean and then heading back down through South America. Yeah? Yeah? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so I went to Costa Rica a few years ago and... Was that work or was that... No, that was play on holiday. Like, I have a... I ha I, I think it sounds like really boasty to talk about travel, but it's also just like it's such an important part of my life. Like it's mm. a priority for me in my life. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me me. Like I love to travel this planet. So that's why I wanted to say places. But yeah, I went on a holiday um, over New Year and was like staying in this place that we found on Airbnb in the jungle on stilts. I, I would not have had Airbnb down for Costa Rica. I know. See? You never know. You can actually get an Airbnb place in most parts of the world. It's, that's amazing. Mm. And um, we were waking up as the sun came up, like, and we were up in, in the trees, and you could just see like a monkey tail like coming down on the mosquito guard of the window. That's and, like, so cool. And you'd sit out on the balcony... And I'd look up and see toucans and... Yeah, that'd do, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's just incredible. You can't mess wow. with that kind of tropical no. jungle scape. Um, so, I loved it. Was, it. was it isolated or was there like... Where we were saying there, yeah, and we didn't even have a car, which was a disaster because it meant that we couldn't really leave like our jungle yeah, just on, hut. In the, in the hut on the stilts. <laughs> on New Year's Eve, I was in the right mood actually, talking about New Year's Eve because <laughs> my mates were WhatsApping me pictures of them getting wrecked in the kitchen in East London. <laughs> just like listening to tunes and like, you know, wearing a sparkly jumpsuit. Like, Way. we made dinner and got really drunk. And I was just like, um, we're in the jungle, but I'm actually a bit bored. Yeah, there's a monkey tail there again. <laughs> but it's kind we of done like, with that by now. We, all we had as rations was one beer each and, oh. and, and, Sp <laughs> and Spanish um, Scrabble. <laughs> it was actually lovely, okay. but... <laughs> Another couple of beers would have been right, There's a balance to be struck, <laughs> isn't there? But it is an amazing part of the world in general and it gave me this kind of insatiable appetite because the mix of culture is what interests me the most. If you're thinking about Central America, it's like, like a thin little strip that kind of is the umbilical cords between the States mm -hmm. and then South America. And it, it, there's the Caribbean on one side and then you've got the Pacific Ocean on the other. And it's just this lovely mash of worlds. And I went to both coasts, so it's quite like rugged and like surf beachy, 
like on the Pacific coast, and then y we got like a plane, which is 20 minutes and tiny and really scary. The smaller the plane, the scarier. It, it was gets. absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Just literally, I didn't breathe for 20 minutes, and then um, to the Caribbean side, and it, everything changed. Like there was like more of like um, the air was wetter. You know, like it felt like it could yeah. rain. Like. Uh, like, I, I was like, oh, there's black people here, yes, you know, and like, there's this, like, beautiful kind of fusion of Spanish culture, Jamaican culture, and, like, this more Caribbean feel. So I just was like, I like this place. I like the fact that, that there's, like, all, it's made up of so many different things. Yeah. And then this summer, not summer, this January, I went to uh, Nicaragua with my girlfriends on, like, grown-up backpacking holiday. I went to five places in two and a half weeks and just had an absolute storm, yeah. And actually tried surfing, which I hadn't before. How'd you get? How'd you get on? It's pretty rubbish and very loud. Actually, <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. You shouldn't get too many complaints out on the on the sea. No, though, you, right? you get quite a few because everyone really? thought I was dying. Oh, I was seeing a shark. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what's going on? And I was just like, I stood up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> got on her knees. <laughs> um, yeah, and I and I just like every, so that's the two times that I've been. I have been South America as well. I went to Chile for work, actually, a few years ago. And I'm going to Colombia this year. Um, but I thought, oh, my God, if I could just, like, have the time. Like, I met this guy in Nicaragua around the pool who had driven with his young family like, through Guatemala, like, from Mexico through Guatemala, and wow. had come down to Nicaragua, was going to hop off to a couple of Caribbean islands mm. and, then, and, like, and then come back. And I was just like... That, that is like think of all the different kind of experience because there's a, such an ebb and flow of yeah. of cultural reference point musically, mm -hmm. yeah. environmentally, like historically. That's just what makes me tick. Really. Yeah, amazing. Mexico will be in there as well. Mexico. Yeah. I've never been to Mexico. I want to go. And you can do the best while swimming now. Yeah. Because they've got the cenotes. Do you know the cenotes? Why are they? Sinkholes, and they're, oh, and yeah. they're right. Oh, right they, they fill Mexico up as well, and they just fill up, and they're just these natural. Oh, it's just yeah, incredible, that is. Oh, uh, yeah. What are we doing? Like, oh, let's no. just go. Come on, let's pack up. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just, I just think to open your mind up and get around, and not in a really luxury way, you know, just to mix it up and to find the places that you love and that make you feel genuinely happy. Yeah. Like, is a real special thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah. Oh, completely. I, I remember going to, again, this was this going back to Stag do, so a friend was like, well, I want to go to Las Vegas. and So he said, yeah, cool, okay, let's go and do that. And what we probably spent in a week, I, I, I knew when I was out there that I was getting through a lot of money. And it was fun, don't get me wrong. Mm. But I, I kind of was like very aware of how much I'd spent. And when I got home, I was like, I'm not, I, I could go out to the east and do Vietnam and whatnot for mm. a month yeah. or more yeah. on what I just spent in, 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 in about five days. So that's what I went and done. You yeah, know? And, okay. And so, yeah, Vietnam was fantastic. And it's, it costs nothing. Either. It's it's mm. it's worth it. Mm. Um, just, yeah, the culture, the f even the food out there is fantastic. And a lot of the coast. I mean, I was doing, I, I learned a bit of surfing and, uh, what is it, kite surfing out in Moine in, in wow. uh, uh, Vietnam. You, you just wouldn't believe the sort of waves that you get out there. And, yeah, what would you rather? A, a quick... I, I guess you want want a mixture in your life of what, what you go for, but that month out in Vietnam was uh, 
I felt my money go a lot further and I got to experience a lot more culture than yeah. obviously what you end up in the bubble in Las Vegas. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Which is pretty quite odd in its own way. It's worth a, it's it's a box to tick Vegas, I think. Yeah, in yeah, okay. way. yeah. 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 I haven't never. It was, uh, I mean, thankfully, I'd, you know, it's not the sort of place I'd, I'd take my children, but, um, but I went with my wife and a few of our friends, and for four days, it's something to behold. If it all the four kind days of, sounds a bit too long. It's, it's, I mean, obviously, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that young, so I, I weren't caning it massively every night. We was, you know, we was out till pretty much, yeah, I was actually. Mm. But, um, <laughs> but, I got, I got wheeled back to my apartment in a wheelchair such, once. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, Everything that he's vile about it is oh. kind of everything that he's sure. kind of. Thank you very much. Cheers, much appreciated. <laughs> That's very kind. Yeah, I think everything that it's, it's one of the places you wouldn't want to scratch the surface on because it's probably not going to be very nice underneath. I get it. afraid that like mm. I would just be physically sick before I've even had one of those <laughs> giant cocktails. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like the onslaught yeah. of like flashiness. I yeah. think the idea of like. An, Going down a more old school entertainment vibe, yeah. of like going to a big show or something. Yeah, it's kind of like we we sort of done a bit of that. Like it's we glorious went like and terrifying. Yeah, all it's at exactly once. that. The Grand Canyon is amazing. Yeah. It really is. Helicopter over the Grand Canyon and all that was landing in there was pretty amazing. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah, weird place, but. I won't be going back. But it was one of the Yeah. Bars. What made me sad was I remember like trawling through. Um, one of the casinos at say 5am I've been in, in a club or wherever and uh, they have these gambling sports walls and it's um, it must be 8 metres wide by 8 metres tall and it's all just huge TV screens and there's no one in there and all of them are on just blursting out and it's that side of it you're like when you say about scratching the surface it, it's like that's the st stuff it's like it's it becomes gaudy. Like yeah. As impressive as that design is and, and all the hotels are out there and there's there's creativity and passion and thought and some of the best aspects of humankind go into the invention and creation of technology and buildings and structures. There's darkness though. There's darkness there yeah. as well. And it's kind of like, you go out to Vietnam and there's really cool, the coastal towns and that. But when you get into the cities, you can see where it's trying to be pulled into yeah. advancing that way and you've got all these giant mega structures going up and it's that side you're like oh guys you're gonna you're gonna lose some of yeah. some of the magic yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah i mean i think like we're more we're more s sensitive or susceptible to like the extremity of capitalism or being bad environmentally mm, yeah. you know than ever before like mm. even in the past few years like even in under a decade we are becoming more conscious so it's kind of harder to travel for that reason yeah it? it's harder to just stay happy in general <laughs> for that but i think it's it's interesting isn't it like Absolutely. how we're not necessarily in that kind of post yuppie like madness and that a bit like oh god actually like there's a darkness. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, if you just went back 15 years, yeah. you wouldn't even think that. You'd just be like, no, this no. amazing. And, uh, at, least with yeah. it, at least that's part of the, the narrative in the conversation yeah. now. And the more people talk about that, the better we'll get at, you know, curbing those sort of sides yeah, of, of even, human nature. You know, when I'm talking about my love for travel, and it sounds mm. really whimsical, like, it does make me feel like a nagging sadness for carbon footprint the fact that I get on all these planes you know what I mean like, yeah so that it's like the yin and the yang yeah like it's and I think it's a lot to do with just like 
just consideration and, and thinking about it. It's like, so for example, this food, like I'm, I'm, I eat everything, but I'm thinking more and more and more about what that means, you know, when I'm eating meat because I have a lot of veganism around me mm -hmm. and stuff and I find it really hard to like change up like, what I eat but just again about being more conscious so it's just like we can't necessarily r create radical change like straight away yeah. in terms of what we're used to particularly in the western world but what are the small things that we can start to do mm. and we can start to explore within our like normal lives I have that a lot are of friends, a bit more thoughtful I have a lot of friends who get a bit overwhelmed uh, about different aspects of what's going on now and of course food production and meat yeah. consumption has been a huge one and, and actually that is the damage beyond motor and travel and air, air travel and so I say to him look you don't have to make these radical eat less yeah. meat so now I don't buy meat for how, the house yeah. that's it I'll, I'll still eat meat out I'm not yeah. saying right no more meat or anything else and that I mean I must have cut out 50% and it hasn't been that difficult yeah and if, if people start to just do those things, they'll probably feel better and they'll yeah. feel like they're contributing. You don't have to do these massive, you don't have to constantly try to stop meat yeah. manufacture and, yeah. and farms. Yeah. Just calm down. And if the demand decreases, they'll stop. Yeah. There'll be no profit there. Absolutely. So then balance, right? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. one thing I will say about travel as I'm here promoting mm. it and yes. saying that it's important to go to places, to visit them and to enjoy them. One thing I did notice a lot in Nicaragua is just, you know, our kind of ideals of what we expect as Western tourists. And I feel lucky to have traveled a lot. And I would say that we cannot inflict like what we are used to on other yeah. people, particularly yeah. in this culture of like grading yeah. and chip advisor and all of that. Like, that. That is now everywhere, you know, yeah. like that's all around the world. Um, and, you know, even on Airbnb, you can you give stars and all that shit. And, I, f I noticed a lot around me, people just naturally, just really not even thinking about it, just being like, God, this is taking ages, or la la, you know, like, just being gross. Yeah. And that is one thing that I think is really important to watch if we are going to, like, try and get out there and experience, like, these things and go to, like, all parts of the world. Like, we have to be considerate of just other things, other stuff, other cultures, and it's we, not everyone like lives in this really like fast, yeah. so hipsterism, grading system, yeah. uh, you know, super quick tech mm. rhetoric. It's yeah. like, such a load of bullshit, and I just saw quite a lot of really rude behaviour. Yeah, because con that's consumer sovereignty. Like, they always say customer is king. It's a very capitalist, like, yeah. um, motive. But actually, I think the customer's always an arsehole yeah. now. Like, yeah. people can't wait two minutes for a coffee yeah. That's crazy. That doesn't help you in life at all. Yeah. And you go to different different uh, places across the world and they are just on a completely different operating yeah, speed. Yeah. And you tell me who's happier, you know, yeah. just getting things faster when you want it can just make you petulant yeah. and childish, really. So yeah. I, I do agree. I think when you travel, you get a bigger perspective on life and it helps you have more of a grounded outlook doesn't mm. it so Absolutely. another thing is to try not to take your phone out of a day yeah it's the best thing about being up in Orkney no yeah. phone signal really? well, I, could, I couldn't text you it's lovely <laughs> I, I was away from Christmas amazing <laughs> I found myself last year actually like googling ironically places without a signal yeah. <laughs> like, I need to go I need so it's good to know Orkney's one of them yeah there you go <laughs> Look, amazing we've, we've, we've 
We've probably got to the end of the about hour and a half yep, now, I reckon. Sure. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, yeah. Zips past, on, doesn't it? No, no, it's great. And it's our great. parking meter's going to run out in about 10 minutes. Oh, right. So we've got Crumbs. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah. Let's not catch any more tickets. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We're getting so good at that. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of t- how many tickets you had in Hoxton now? Well, we're we're getting, I'm getting good at disputing them as well. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good. Uh, Gemma, so that's been brilliant. Gemma, thank you so thank much. You so much for that. I've had a lovely morning. Yeah, thank oh, you. brilliant. Our pleasure. Cheers. Thanks. And we, we will we will uh, send some photos of where we're in that uh, trap pool in early on sea. Absolutely. Or pool, you said it is. Chalk pool. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go sure. do that. We're going to go and have a little explore around Margate now. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what it's all about. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be good. Make sure you take home. I oh, know, but you live place like, somewhere kind of near Sticks of Rock anyway. But, yeah. Like, <laughs> you need to take yeah. some Margate Rock. Home. So, Gemma, you call if when we put this. Uh, um, we take you in it and our listeners can go and ch- chat about your fives and what their fives will be. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, cool with that. Let's Wicked. exchange tips, Let's definitely. Do that. Let's do that. And, uh, yeah, let's all know some places where we need to go swimming in the world. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Lovely. Thanks loads, Thank Gem. Thank you. Thanks, Gemma. There you have it. There you have it. Another radio host in the bag. She's not in a bag. We've not just kidnapped Gemma. After Margate, yeah. We should make that. Uh, just, just do you know what? I'll tell you what was the, the thing that was really nice about when that finished. We was going to get in my um, hot car on a boiling hot day and drive back to Essex mm-hmm. and probably get stuck in some traffic. Gemma was going to go wild swimming in the plunge port on Margate Seafront. Yeah. That made me jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like a bit of wild swimming, didn't you? Yes, I do. Well, look, um, thanks for listening. And we will be back next week with another guest. If you can't wait until next week on Wednesday, we'll be putting out a Patreon podcast. So if you want more from Christopher and I, sign up at Patreon forward slash hardcore Hardcore listing. And for just $10 a month, you get four extra podcasts where we pick a top five from our listeners and we go through it in depth and detail. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's proving to be one of my favorite ones we do. Mm -hmm. Likewise. Right. Till next week, bitches. Peace out. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.